Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Short & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. As you no doubt know, over the last decade, New Orleans has been named by all kinds of authorities like Forbes, Huffington Post, The Atlantic, as one of America's great cities to start an entrepreneurial business. If you're one of the people who has actually started a business here, you'll know there are some advantages to being in New Orleans. But once you got to a certain point, you may have also experienced one of the drawbacks to being here. In a word, that drawback is money. There are just not a whole lot of venture capitalists here with money to risk on intriguing ideas. Certainly not to the extent that you'd find in Silicon Valley or Manhattan, which is interesting because you'd think if the creative minds are moving here, then the money would follow them, right? In the case of company Valmiki 504, that is exactly what's happened. Valmiki Capital Management is a New York City investment management company that moved a few million dollars to New Orleans and put it in the care of Peggy Babin. Peggy was the associate dean of Tulane's A.B. Freeman School of Business before becoming the CEO of Valmiki 504 in 2015. Peggy, welcome out to lunch. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here, Peter. Allison Albert is a startup entrepreneur who moved to New Orleans in 2011 and started up her business in 2015. Somewhere in those four years, something about New Orleans seeped into Allison's system and transformed her from a CPA to a designer and manufacturer of costumes for pets. Allison's company, Pet Crew, which is of course spelled K-R-E-W-E, is one of only four wholesale pet costume manufacturers on planet Earth. Pet Crew makes nine different animal costumes. There are a lot of details to get to here, but let's just start with this one. Everybody who was nominated for a Golden Globe Award in 2018 got one of Allison's unicorn costumes for a cat in their official gift bag. There are thousands of American companies who would do almost anything to break into that high-end Hollywood market. So, Allison, congratulations on that achievement, and welcome Out to Lunch. Thanks, Peter. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> now, Peggy, you head up the New Orleans branch of Manhattan-based Valmiki Capital because there are people starting up businesses here that have the potential to make investors a lot of money. So here you are looking for the next big thing. And what do you know? You find yourself having lunch with a woman who makes costumes for pets. <laughs> <laughs> Although that may sound like a crazy idea, she's already got in front of Meryl Streep, James Franco, Hugh Jackman, Tom Hanks, and everybody else who's somebody in Hollywood. So maybe it's worth looking into. What happens next? How do you decide whether Pet Crew is the next big thing? And what do you need to know from Allison? So um, I think the first thing we would do is we, we have a system of incubators. So incubators to us are, um, it's a group of experts in a certain field that 
vet companies for us vet, and vet pets vet yes, vet right, pets right. Yes, there okay. you go yes. <laughs> <laughs> so i think the first thing that we would do is um well of course you'd have to talk to robbie who's our founder robbie surya but um we'd have you talk to the guys that are in our incubator in consumer products and they would look at everything about your business they would look at your financials they would look at the market and we have people that are in these incubators that have ties worldwide. So the big thing is to know not what's just happening in Louisiana, but what's happening nationwide and globally. So I think that's the first thing we would do is to um, put her in touch with our incubator system. And you mentioned Ravi Surya, who is a Tulane student and uh, years ago and very successful investment manager. So absolutely, it's kind of yes. nice he came back and did this. He, you know, he has always wanted to be back in New Orleans since he left Tulane. He just fell in love with New Orleans back then and has been dying to get back here. And he finally found a business reason and at a time when it made sense. So. Some people just miss the boot. You, know, you never know it's, it's going to get them. The, Allison, for under $20, I can get a costume from Pet Crew that dresses up my dog as a pirate or a lion or a cop. And I can dress up my cat as a nurse, a unicorn, or a scary spider. And there's other costumes as well. Leaving aside for the moment the psychology of domestic pets and whether or not they really enjoy costuming, um, your customer is not the pet, it's the pet owner. The American Pet Products Association says there are 78 million dogs and 85 million cats in the United States. And that this year, we humans will spend over $70 billion on them. That's billion with a B. But how much of this goes into pet costumes? Does the fact there's only four companies in the world doing this, including yours, not make you wonder if maybe there's a, a limit to the appeal of pet, pet costumes? That's a great question. The Of that $70 billion, pet costumes make up half a billion dollars in that market. Oh. And it's growing at a rate of 8% every year. And so since wow. I'm the only 100% woman-owned company out there in the pet in, costume, in the pet costume arena. a very arena, narrow area, by the way. Very narrow, a, very specific. <laughs> it allows doors to open for the larger corporations that have sustainability buckets that would be interested in and that already have pet costume lines to fill it with a company as fabulous as Pet Crew. Yeah, and, you know, let's, let's get right to things here. The reason everybody knows you and even if they don't believe they know you, is the most famous TV commercial that I know of. And that was that amazing ad for Amazon Prime where, let's see, there's a young couple and they have a baby and the baby's interested in a, uh, like a pet li uh, stuffed lion and no longer interested in the dog, so the father orders a lion mane for the dog and then the, the baby loves it. It's about the cutest darn commercials I ever saw. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. And that's your lion mane. So I totally lucked out. That was for Japan Prime Day release. And oh. I totally lucked out. And I was first to market with this costume. And it sold the country, it sold the world on the positivity that pet costumes bring to unite a family together, to bond with your pet, to How have did you fun. Sell? I'll share. We sold over 25,000 units. Whoa. Yeah, it was good. It just was, of that product alone. That is amazing. You know, my, I just got a Christmas card from my cousins in Massachusetts, and darn if the golden retriever didn't have the lion mane on it. I said, she's coming. It's so great. I have to oh. tell you, when I knew you were going to be on the show, when I found out you, who I was here with, I went on and looked at your website, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I want the spider thing for my dog. I want this. So, I mean, it's great. Oh, my gosh. Well, I feel back at you. I'm at this point in my company where we're reaching, uh, we're gaining traction in the wholesale market 
And my goal already, I just started this five months ago doing wholesale. My goal is 20 grand. I was like, I can do this, right? And, and I'm already at about $60,000 in, in wholesale clients. And my company's growing so rapidly. It was a perfect pairing. And I was so excited to meet you. That's wow. Great. <laughs> they, uh, and if you do business together, I believe our producer gets a washer dryer or something like that. I, I'm pretty sure that's how that works. They, uh, she's now... Uh, with the with the costumes, I, one of the things I was just uh, thinking about is you know it seems like are all your sales online? So, um, all my retail sales okay. are online, correct? But I also have wholesale clients that are brick and mortar. But the future of the industry and shopping in general and retail is online. So would you? Um, I think it's, you have a couple of stores in town here that you can yes. buy these uh, buy these up. But what about like a, a big box uh, bricks and mortar place like like Walmart? Would that interest you? So um, I did the old fashioned thing and I picked up the telephone and I called the chief sustainability officer of Walmart in Bentonville, Arkansas. In Bentonville, Arkansas, <laughs> and um, I left a voicemail and then I wrote her a letter and I went on LinkedIn and I wrote her an email. So she sent me to her senior pet buyer and we've been in communication since then. That that's is so cool. That's Jeez, true. that's why I'm always telling people to be persistent. And, Absolutely, uh, yeah. that's fantastic. One of those mediums is going to click, <laughs> you know. And uh, yeah. that that is that is so awesome. The um, when I'm looking at these numbers, they're all American numbers, you know, the, how big the pet market is. And yet, um, do we make up the majority of that market? Is the rest of the world as pet nuts as we are? So that's a great question. The U.S. leads in pet costumes. And then in other countries, specifically Germany and Australia, they also are, are interested in pet costumes. And I just am partnering with a Australian uh, distributor and a Japanese distributor I'm communicating with right now to get in a bunch of Japanese pet stores. Wow. You have to adapt them for the culture? Um, yes and no. They want, they want American products. And so they want American sushi, designs. Kind of thing like right. that. Is, uh, exactly. is, uh, the biggest place of sushi I've ever seen. But the size size matters when it comes to pet costumes in Japan and Asia in general. They typically have smaller dogs. Oh. And their most popular dog is either a poodle or a French bulldog. That's the designer dog of their choice. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Allison Albert from Pet Crew. They make costumes for cats and dogs. And Peggy Babin from Valmiki 504, a company that invests in startup businesses. Peggy, tell me about a couple of things you've funded. Uh, first of all, one of the differences is you don't just write a check and walk away. Absolutely okay, not. So what do right. you do? So uh, we take a, a, a keen interest in the business from the time we write that first check. So um, I'll give you an example of a local company, maybe. Okay, okay. perfect. Yeah. Um, Cytherial is a cybersecurity company out of Lafayette. It's the, um, it came out of research from a professor at Lafayette. And his research was uh, being funded by the Department of Defense. He found us. And so we ended up investing in this. We passed it through our technology incubator. They said, this is fantastic. And, and just a little bit, what his technology does is um, for malware, okay, for big companies, they have, you know, get cyber attacks, right? And so all these attacks can come from different places, but quite often it's actually a campaign. It's an organized campaign from really sophisticated hackers, okay? That's not good. Right, right. <laughs> and so um, before, you know, the attack would happen, they'd identify it, and, okay, you move on, all right? But now they can predict with his, 
his patented software, it kind of goes, I, I would say, instead of the, at the fingerprint level, it goes down to the DNA level. So they can predict these campaigns. So you receive that first hack, and they can say, instead of thinking, we Or they can that. even prevent that, but they can then look at that hack and tie it to a whole campaign of other hacks into a company or trying to get into a company. And so, um, and, and so what this does is it's uh, preventive for the company, right? The company can be more proactive. Um, it's, uh, it cheapens their investigative costs. You know, so there's a yeah. lot of things that go with this. So it was a fantastic company. Well, we invested in the company, but, um, you know, they work out of our office a couple of days a week. We talk to them constantly. There are milestones, even though we might say we're going to give you, and I'll just, you know, give out any number, you know, $3 million. Um, you know, we'll give you the first 200, but there are milestones you have to meet to keep getting the rest of the money. And this helps, you know, make uh, predictable revenues and And how so long on, so. are you in an investment for? So the investment is usually about um, five years. I would say we probably exit in somewhere between years five and eight. Normally, it, norm for the, for the industry is about 10 years. Okay. But we are thinking um, because of the way we're structured that we can do some exits between years five and eight. And what do you think exits look like? I guess they could take a couple of different forms. They could, absolutely. So, you know, what we're hoping for is the huge, you know, $100 million exits and, and above, but it could also be, um, you know, an IPO. It could also be a so uh, running the company. The company. Yeah, yeah, you know, so it could be in many different forms, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez. And do you th before you make an investment, you're kind of thinking about what the exit might look like. I mean, oh, absolutely, that. yes. Yeah, yeah. A, and yeah. then, you know, you've done something that I've been fascinated with is the, you've done something in the kind of the food incubator area. Now, wh what's going on over there? You've, we you've, have. It's, it was interesting. This, um, we were approached by someone who wanted to produce a food bar, you know, like a cliff bar. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. And, um, and they were going to produce it in Minnesota. And we were really into, if you're going to do a business in Louisiana, everything should be done here, as much as you can do. So I was going around trying to find places that might be able to produce this food bar and came across this kitchen in Norco called Edible Enterprises. And it's the only FDA um, certified kitchen in Louisiana, as it turns out. And there were all these small producers making fantastic products so in this like kitchen. A, a giant kitchen. Like you rent a space oh, okay. in the you. kitchen, yep. okay? So it's anything from praline makers to salad makers. Big Easy um, Kombucha started out of this kitchen, yep. okay? So we went in and said, oh my gosh, these are guys that could be nationwide, but they just don't know how to do it. There are a lot of mom and pop operations. So we decided to start looking into the food business and created NOLA Food Holdings. And that is not part of our other funds. It's a holding company. Um, we actually um, have T. Martin as one of our investors. Oh, wow. We have a lot of restaurants and people in the food chain that are interested and passionate about food. They're investing with us and we are funding startups and small food companies. And do you think there's a lot of them to be had? There are so many, it's incredible. It is incredible, yes. And then and then that has kind of grown. For example, there's one food company right now called uh, Real Food, Real Local. And what they do is um, they look at sort of the ugly produce that farmers have that nobody wants. They can't sell to markets. They can't sell to anyone. Sometimes those are the most delicious ones. Well, they that's try, right. They... So they are buying these ugly, <laughs> let's say, tomatoes, right, at a must ridiculous price. must be a more PC price. thing to call them. They, uh... <laughs> no, really? <laughs> 
and then creating some value-added product and selling it to restaurants. So they're helping the farmers, they're helping the restaurants, you know, they're helping the whole supply chain. Getting back to Allison, you've got all these great ideas. This must be a particularly difficult thing to patent. You can't. Oh, even worse than difficult. I know. Can't. So with all costumes or fashion in general, you can't patent it. And it, so I've had issues with a lot of my costumes being replicated within six months, but it only takes 45 days to replicate it. The only two that have not been replicated yet have been my mermaid and unicorn, and that's because I started to design the fabric that goes into the product. So with my mermaid costume, you can touch the tail and the sequence changes colors that uh, I created the two oh. dye forms to go on the sequence. So that's how I prevent it from being stolen in the future. And same with my unicorn. I dyed, I chose the colors and I dyed the uh, polyester fur blend to match a specific rainbow type color. You'll never be able to go to Barkas again. Hey, one of the things I, I looked up about you, know, I thought was so interesting, was this this idea of you've got this augmented reality side. Why don't you tell us about that? Yes. Okay. Well, I brought my picture with you. Okay. In case you, guys you know it's radio, right? I just going to yes. tell you. Okay. Those All are, right. Those are, those are, yeah. We once had a so. magician on the show. We have a lot of trouble with this ourselves. <laughs> so with augmented reality, you start with having a marker. And the marker uh, gets picked up by your cell phone camera. And it says, all right, this is where I, something is going to be blooming out, right? So when you order a pet costume, this is going to be launched this fall with Pet Crew. When you order a pet costume, you get this augmented reality sticker that will come with it. And you put it next to your dog wearing, let's say, the mermaid costume. And you, you download this app that comes with it. It's all free. And out pops, when you're looking through the lens of your cell phone, through your app, out pops this amazing figure. So for the mermaid, we have bubbles coming and this whimsical uh, sheen of rainbows in the back with fish swimming around your dog. And then a beautiful mermaid on a rock, just rock with her tail flipping. And it's so much fun. You take this picture, you're creating a fun background for you and your dog, because we know our user loves posting their pictures of their animals on social media. And double like it if it has a cute costume on it. And triple like it if it has a great backdrop, a cute costume, and a great looking dog. And it's a win for everybody. <laughs> this is the future. We're decommoditizing pet costumes and taking it to the next level. Absolutely. Oh my God. This is where the music comes up. Uh, oh my gosh. The, uh, no, the Peggy Ellison, this is the part of the show we call Another Great Idea. Maybe you've got a friend like this, uh, someone who's always got a great idea for you. They tell you about this job you should apply for. Or that guy you should have a cup of coffee with or a great investment opportunity you should jump on. Now you can take advice like this and it turns out to be a disaster. You can dismiss this advice and miss out on something that may have turned out really great or you can take your friend's advice and it turns out to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Do you have an example in your life or career of a friend who has given you a great idea? Did you take their advice and how did it turn out? I'll start with you, Peggy. Uh, yes. So... What comes to mind first is, um, you know Carol Suggs. Yeah, so Carol sure. Suggs is a very dear friend of mine, and she told me, well, my first career was in the energy industry, and she was on the board of LL&E when I um, worked there. And she told me, one thing to remember in business is to always be yourself, to be very authentic, and because, you know, you don't want to try to fit into a, a career or a job that really it's not a great fit. And that was just great advice for me. You know, it worked for me in the energy industry and in academia and now, you know. So this was, um, it was a great move from academia to venture capital and it was 
because my personality sort of fits with it, you know? Yeah. So, um, and I used to tell my students that also, Peter, at, at Tulane all the time when they were going for jobs, just be yourself, you know? Yeah. So I think it's great advice. Be authentic. Yes. All right, we'll definitely do. It's worked in your case. Leah. Allison, what about yourself? So I go back, it was in 2015. I had just moved back from a year away in New Orleans, and I got run over by a drunk driver and broke oh, wow. the right side of my body. Oh, I didn't yeah. think this was where this was going. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. So, much better story. I know. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, you know, sitting on the couch and kind of not moving very well with a broken body. And um, I decide I'm giving myself a couple months to heal up and I'm going to go to Peru. And my husband, Andrew Ward, said, I think you need to go alone. And I'm like, well, I have a broken body. I've never traveled internationally alone. And I'm, you know, a young woman. I've, this is a little scary. So he's like, I really think it's important. And I took Andrew's advice and I went to Peru alone. And I buried my grandmother at Machu Picchu. And like her ashes? Her ashes. Whoa. She's at the well, Temple I, of the Condor. Oh yeah, no, I didn't. I, maybe <laughs> yeah. toting her. I don't know. It's uh... <laughs> Just a little satchel. <laughs> I got to have breakfast with her every day up to that point. <laughs> okay. And then um, from there I had a vision of pet crew being hatched. And I came back to New Orleans knowing what I'm doing with my life. And because in solitude you learn more about yourself, about your surroundings. And Isn't so it's the true? best advice I've ever taken. And it kind of resonated with me that I can do anything. I'm tough. The great thing about this show and about life itself, I guess, is you never know what's going to happen. One minute you're deciding between soup and salad, and the next you're talking to a Manhattan investor and a person who makes costumes for pets. Peggy and Allison, this could not have been more surprising or more fun. Uh, thank you for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank, thank you, you so Peter. much, Peter. <laughs> My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Peggy Babin, CEO of Valmiki 504 LLC, and Allison Albert, founder of Pet Crew. You can find out more about Peggy's investments and Allison's pet costumes by following the links in our website, itsneworleans.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our researcher is Maggie Mendel. You can listen to the show and to past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts and at itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and It's New Orleans Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday to Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music, and dinner seven nights a week. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitchell's music is available wherever great jazz is sold or streamed and at mitchellforeman.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. And by... Sure, Den Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, 